Hi, welcome to an extremely random podcast, mostly about politics, but today we're not going to talk about politics, we're going to talk about saving and investing your money, because one thing everyone always complains about the public school education system is that no one ever learns how to pay your taxes or save your money, so I'm going to do it for them. So, for the most part, if you took any personal finance class in high school, they gave you a bunch of different things to do with your money, but things have changed. And not all the savings investments are really the same as they used to be. For example, putting your money in a savings account or a CD is mostly pointless right now because the interest rate is 0.01% in most cases. And a CD being even less than useless as it's just now the same interest rate as a savings account except you can't take your money after a while. Now this is usually when you would buy such things as like a treasury bond or something like that or a corporate bond. A treasury bond or a corporate bond basically involves you t basically loaning money to the treasury or a corporation in return for getting paid back on your investment. This is usually good if like you buy it when the interest rate, when the inflation rate is low and then if the inflation rate rises, your loan is now worth more. That's usually how you make a lot of money off of those, but the interest rate's only going to keep getting higher, so buying bonds right now isn't the best. So what I would suggest doing right now is investing your money into the stock market. Uh, that's what I'm doing. A lot of people think of the stock market as like making a purchase of something, like you're buying an item. But instead, you have to really look at it like you're putting your money into a savings account. Like, for example, personally, I use an app, uh, E-Trade. Uh, it's really good for using stock markets. I would definitely recommend it if you can. So I have, it tells you what your total gain is over the time. And currently I invested uh, $2,000 from my time working as a cashier at Giant. And my total gain on that investment is now $550 after only a few months of investing. Now, if I had put that in a savings account, I might not even have made $1 in that time. So it's a good idea to invest in stocks. But then of course the question is, what stocks do you invest in and how much do you invest in them now the way you make a lot of money in stocks as a company or something is buying a whole bunch of stocks in one specific company and maybe eventually profiting off of that but if you're just doing this to, to keep your money and make some profit off of your savings then the best case is to diversify your investment to a couple of different stocks now, they usually suggest that you pick a stock that you're particularly interested in. Interested in. So, for example, if you're interested in video games, buy some stocks in a gaming company. If you work for a steel mill, maybe buy some company stock in steel. If you use guns, buy some stock in rear. And I did some of that, but you also want to look at, you want to try to predict the market and think what is going to be bigger later. So, for example, right now, Airplane companies is definitely a stock I would recommend investing in because unlike cruise ships where they're after the coronavirus, they're likely to not go up as much because they were already known for spreading diseases. And after the coronavirus, I can imagine not too many people would want to get back on cruises, but planes don't have that same reputation. And while they might be low now, once the coronavirus is over, if it's ever over at this point, it'll likely airplane company stocks will drastically increase as you know people want to go on vacations go on trips see the world see their family as they weren't able to in the coronavirus so that would be the time now would be the time to buy into airplane stock as it's low 
companies like America Airline is only like $15, but before the coronavirus, they were somewhere in the $30 range. So you could buy more into that. Also, recently, if you were following the stock, uh, the stock market, you would see that both Apple and Tesla recently split their stock, lowering the price. Tesla going from a $1,000 investment to now only a $640 investment, which is higher than it was at the split. Same with Apple. But now would be the good time to invest into those companies to basically jump on them now before they start to go back up to their normal prices. Uh, Disney recently made a massive gain. They were going really down in the stock for a while. You know, the Mulan movie was a failure. Disney Plus hasn't been doing great, but they've recently started to come back. So investing in that might not be a bad idea. If you invested in gun stocks before the coronavirus, you probably saw a re-up in your intake. That th Those companies really came up. But it's also important to remember there's two different kinds of stocks. There's one stocks which are like, uh, I forget the specific name for it, but they're gain stocks in the sense that you wait for them to gain a lot of money and then you sell them. But then there's also, I believe, I don't, again, I don't remember the specific term, but there's stocks that you let, you basically hold on to them and they pay you dividends. So you're making money off of the dividends they give you over time. So my personal recommendation would invest in the companies I've previously talked about. Also maybe invest in some pharmaceutical companies. Maybe also if you have some spare change, invest in some penny stocks. Worst case scenario, you lose a couple cents. Best case scenario, maybe they become something. Now, some other things you could do with your investments is cryptocurrency. Now, a lot of you probably know Bitcoin at this point as it's the biggest cryptocurrency. And you might also be wondering, what is Bitcoin or what is cryptocurrency in a sense? Well, cryptocurrency is basically a form of currency that's not tied to any government. It's completely online. Now, unless you're really rich, a corporation or the Chinese government, you probably can't buy in the Bitcoin right now, as the current price for one Bitcoin is $23,798.49. However, it's important to remember that Bitcoin, while it is the most famous and profitable of the cryptocurrencies, is not the only cryptocurrency. I have here a list of all the cryptocurrencies, and some of them are still pretty high, like Ethereum is the second biggest cryptocurrency valued right now at $617 per Ethereum. However, there's a lot of cryptocurrencies that are currently less than a dollar. For example, Tether is right now hovering between $1 and less than a dollar. XRP is another cryptocurrency that's currently valued at 35 cents. So my suggestion would be to buy a bunch of these cryptocurrencies. Worst case scenario, you lose like, what, 20 bucks on Tether. The best case scenario, if Tether or XRP becomes the next Bitcoin, then you go, you have the same amount of gain on your investment as those people who invested in Bitcoin when it was still worth less than a dollar. And who knows, with the coronavirus, people trust in the government could definitely be going down. And as that such goes down, it's always a good idea to invest in stuff like cryptocurrency, gold, stuff like that. It's important to predict. Whenever government, I'll tell you, whenever people's trust in the government or some catastrophe happens, it's always a good idea to invest in gold, cryptocurrency and gun companies those are the big things that go up whenever there's a crisis i'm not advocating that you should act and like buy a bunch of firearms in the middle but you know the stimulus check's coming out and hey now might be the time to get into firearms and stuff again just a suggestion uh, if the fbi is listening to this though i doubt they are i do not advocate for any violent overthrowing of the government
And if my future employer is listening to this, which again, I doubt you are, uh, if you like these podcasts, then I totally hold all these beliefs. And if you do not like these podcasts, I have completely abandoned all of these beliefs and you should still hire me. Yep. So let's see here. Yeah, that's the basic idea of how you should invest your money. It's also important to set up a budget. Uh, like, so for example, when I worked at Giant, a lot of people don't think of a minimum wage job as being able to get a lot of money out of it, but I took advantage of the coronavirus with a bunch of pay increases to help make a few money over the times when I was out of school. And what I did is I split all my paychecks. So I would take half the money and put it into my checking account and take half the money and put it into my savings account. Then I took that money from the savings account and invested in the stock market. So it's always important to, like, when you're working a minimum wage job, especially when you're younger, the best time to start investing into your savings and stuff is when you're younger, as you don't have as many financial responsibilities, so thus you have more money to use to invest in stuff like stock markets now, and you'll have more time for those stocks to mature over your life. Uh, you could also, of course, save up for college. That's also important as well, so make sure you help save your money. Well, while I'm going over money, I think I want to talk about banks. Now, banking is a real racket. Like, okay, so the way banks work is this always fascinating me. So let's say you have $10,000 and you deposit your money into the bank. The bank now can take 9000 of that $10,000 because the bank only has to actually keep 10% of your investment and then loan that $9,000 out to someone else. And then that someone else will probably invest that put their loan back into the bank in a savings account, which now allows the bank to loan out $8,000. And of course, the bank is charging interest in all those loans on money that they just made up. Because now all of a sudden, there went from being $10,000 in circulation to $9,000 in circulation, even though the amount of money invested hasn't changed. And of course, if let's say both of you now used to be before the Great Depression, if let's say you wanted your money back and he wanted his money back at the same time, then the bank would have to basically close its doors because it wouldn't have enough money to loan out. But now the federal government and the Federal Reserve will bail out any banks in that scenario, meaning basically the government just prints more money and then they have enough to give you back your $10,000 and give him back his $9,000. Of course, now that you may think, oh, well, this is good for the consumer, but it's also really good for the banks and creates some problems. You always hear about like, oh, Obama built, bailed out a bunch of banks. Uh, all these big banks keep getting bailed out, but why do they keep getting bailed out? Well, it's because when the banks know, worst case scenario, they get bailed out and all their investors still get their money, they don't have any incentive to not take risk. So they're more likely to make risky investments and loan out to risky investors who don't have good credit or stuff, meaning they're using your money, which is made up money from the Federal Reserve. And the Federal Reserve, again, is a little deceiving as it is not a public bank. It is a private bank with private investors that basically loans out the government's money to the government. So we're basically – and then inflation rate, that's another thing. That's a real thing. So it's a hidden tax basically the way inflation rate works. So for example, if you're a government, there's two ways to get money from your citizenry. Either A, you can tax them, but you know Americans don't really like taxes all that much and no one likes taxes. Or you can just print more money, 
which in a way is also taxing them because you're devaluing the currency. Thus, their money that they have is now worth less, but they aren't able to see that because it's still the same number. Uh, I would definitely be worried about how all this printing of the cat money could possibly lead to an inflation, a high inflation rate. So I would suggest possibly investing some of your currency into cryptocurrency or gold. Things that aren't likely to crash after the coronavirus due to heavy inflation rates. I'm not trying to scare anyone into buying it. Obviously, it's possible because under the extreme circumstances of the coronavirus that a high inflation rate might not happen. But at the same time, it's important to always be prepared for these kind of financial crises. So I would definitely suggest investing into non-fiat currencies, properties like gold and cryptocurrency. Fiat currency, of course, being any currency that's basically only worth something because the government says it's worth something. So the U.S. dollar, it's free-floating. Again, if anyone knows the history behind money, we used to be on the gold standard, meaning all money was backed up in gold. Now it's backed up by nothing, which honestly I think is a problem because it allows the government to do this and keep printing out our money. Our money becomes worth less and less. Inflation rate goes up. And it's also ridiculous because we're not paying – like, for example, if you took the a gas, some gas, some gold necklace and some stuff from the 1950s and you brought it to the 2000s, you would get more money for it and you'd get taxed more for it even though it's the same thing. It's just because the inflation rate has gone up. There's no – greater need it's just you're not paying more on anything more you're paying more on the exact same thing because of the inflation rate which honestly i think comes to the problem of the private centralized bank uh, but that's my own digression to another time maybe i'll make a, another episode about my problems with the federal reserve system uh, but yeah that was how to invest your money my problems with banking and the federal reserve uh thank you and have a nice day